of science fiction that's always appealed to me has been science fiction that sort of speculates about where we as people might might go in the future within a sort of realistic framework. So you're not you're not allowing anything too magical into the mix. You're trying to keep it constrained by what we sort of what we know about the universe, about science, and so something like um, Star Wars, which I I really enjoy Star Wars as a fan, but it's got sort of like the Force in it, which the Force just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's kind of just made up magic, really, isn't it? But it's kind of fun. But it's not something that you would you would you wouldn't say it's very sort of it's grounded in any kind of speculative basis. But then you have something like say two thousand and one, which is one of the great sort of cornerstones of science fiction cinema, and it's kind of thought through, and everything in it kind of makes a kind of sense, and it's got it's got a cosmological ending. But until that point, it's all very carefully put together, almost like a really clever jigsaw puzzle. And that's the kind of science fiction I've always liked, where there's a sort of a rational underpinning to it. I operate in that area of science fiction. I leave the other stuff to other people who do it better than I ever would. And um, leading on from that, what can you tell us about Revenger that doesn't... But Revenger, Revenger, Revenger. yeah, my, yeah, my it's okay, it's Revenger. okay. I'd written a number of science fiction novels over the years, which were kind of my attempt to do quite quite serious speculation about where we're going in the next sort of 500 years. So I, I wrote a, a trilogy of books fairly recently where I was looking at things like artificial intelligence and, and post-human modification and interstellar travel and colonization. And I was trying to keep it all within what we might be able to achieve given, given the way science and evolution are moving. And that was really good fun, but I really wanted to do something different. And I wanted to sort of cut, cut loose and have, if you like, more fun. And I, I was thinking a little bit about some of the science fiction books I'd read as a, I guess as a teenager, where there was a kind of swashbuckling sense of adventure, a, a, a panache and a pace to the books. I thought, I want to do something like that. And the, the other thing was I've always really liked nautical fiction. Big fan of sort of Hornblower and anything set in sort of the age of fighting sail, the Aubrey Matterin books of Patrick O'Brien, you know, like Master and Commander and stuff like that. And I also like Bernard Cornwell's historical novels with Napoleonic battles. So I've always enjoyed that. And I, and I like stuff like The Three Musketeers. I, I thought, I want to do something that's got a sort of feels like a classic adventure novel, but mapped into a very Baroque, futuristic setting. So because I liked the nautical aspect of some books, I thought I, wanted to, I want to do a science fiction novel that has a sort of nautical theme. So we're in space. We're in, a, we're in a, um, an environment that feels a little bit like the galaxy, but in fact, it's the solar system. It's our own solar system in the future, but there are thousands, in fact, millions of, of planets in this solar system. So what they've done countless years before the novel starts. They've actually taken apart all the planets in the solar system and made them into lots of little, lots of little mini planets, each of which is about you know a few miles across, and they're all orbiting around the sun. But because they're not very far apart from each other, you can actually get from one to the other using almost like primitive space technology. And the technology I've gone back to in the books is solar sailing, which is something that's it's kind of... It's been used in science fiction before, and a lot of people think it's something that's completely crackers, the idea that you know you can actually have a have rigging and sails on a ship in space. But it actually works because there is pressure from the sun. The sun puts out radiation. And in 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 the real world, some satellites have used a form of solar sailing to navigate from one orbit to the other. So it can be done. And I really like the romanticism in it. I like I like the idea that you could have ships that kind of had sort of creaking hulls and rigging. And and instead of 
person on the ship whose job it is to make the hyperdrive work. You'd have someone who's like the main expert in rigging or the main expert in sewing sails together. So I thought if I play my cards right, I could have a book that feels very sort of nautical, very sort of um, Treasure Island-ish in a way, but it's still science fiction. So that's the setup of the world. In terms of moving the story forward, I focused on two daughters who are sort of, um, they, they live on one of these little worlds. They're from a fairly a comfortable but um, struggling family, if you like. They're sort of upper middle class, but the, 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 the father's made a few bad investments and things are not looking terribly, terribly good for the future. And they decide to run away from home, uh, but basically just to make their fortune in, in, in a way to help their father. But it all goes horribly wrong. And they get sucked into an adventure that's sort of bigger and darker than anything they really expected at the start. And as this is slightly different to your previous novels, is there anything like in the writing style that you did differently, or um, are you a are you a planner, or do you just sort of oh God, I've, I've tr- sit down I, I, and see what happens? I don't know the answer to that one because I've tried every conceivable. I, I'm coming to the idea that I'm not.